Hey, welcome to Optimize Your Body with Martin Silva, where we talk raw, uncut facts to truly help you optimize your body. Okay, Drew, we're rolling now for the, the 20th time. It took us about an hour going, hour to get going. Um, and yeah, well, hopefully we can get this we can get this podcast done within about half hour, yeah, because we always go well over. We talk way too much shit. So uh, yeah, how you doing, mate? You good? I'm good, mate. Yourself? I just I just want to congratulate you on your recent uh, Instagram post. You've really made it, and you uh, got yourself on the shirtless uh, dicks page. So congratulations on that one. I know. I'm really happy with that, mate. Shirtless dicks. What a lovely page that was. You know, me half naked. One of my uh, my kind of gay looking photo shoots. I think I made it to the top now, mate, with the modeling stuff. I think I'm gonna quit while I'm ahead. You know what I mean? Why not? <laughs> yes, sir. How much do you get paid for that one, anyway? Oh, mate, nothing. It's just uh, it's just free free eye candy for people, mate. You know what it's like. Ah, oh. anyway, mate, moving on swiftly, right? <laughs> let me ask you a question on that as well. Go on then. <laughs> well, ask, let me ask you a question on that. How many DMs do you get from like those type of companies asking you to do kind of shirtless jobs or naked jobs? Because I've had a few lately as well. Yeah, I don't get as many nowadays, mate, because um, I've changed my approach now. Obviously, I probably about I don't know. 20% yeah. of my pictures are like shirtless ones now, whereas before it was 100% me, half naked. I used to get all sorts of me. I've been offered to do porn heaps of times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the um, the muscle worship stuff as well? <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any of those ones? The muscle, Just for the listeners, yeah. muscle worship. I'm not sure if they know what it <laughs> I've is. Had, I've had one. Of these. I literally had one a couple of days ago. Mate, so. Yeah. It's where guys obviously good like, money though if you're uh, if you're into it you know if you're de- if you're homeless yeah it's great money mate but <laughs> I mean it's not something that you know, I know I actually know loads of guys who do it mate like <laughs> loads of guys who used to do um, think, go on I I think it's it's prevalent in the uh, in the bodybuilding community right it's, it is very prevalent in, in you know because they got to pay for if you're not a professional bodybuilder you got to pay for your gear and things like that hundred percent and uh, it's very prevalent in that. In yeah, that section of the community. Hundred percent. Uh, if you look at um, if you look at Kai, look, uh, at, look at Kai Green. I haven't done it myself yet, but yeah. If you look at Kai Green, mm. he done porno, didn't he? he? Done lots of porn and stuff, didn't he? Before he made it, and uh, you know, like obviously we get our money from from PT and whatnot, yeah. But you can imagine, like I've known loads of fitness models who literally they do it on the side. You know what I mean? Like just for the listeners, I think I think they know what it is, but uh, you know, like guys watching, you know, getting off on you sitting there pretty much half naked like i don't know it doesn't float my boat through i don't know about you but no i'm good man i'll stick to my pt sessions mate. i'm more than happy doing that and building a good uh, good presence with that so exactly so on that topic that's mate, not that's not exactly the type of online present i want presence i want to build no exactly that's it i've gone down that rabbit hole before mate um which is why you know you're chasing likes on instagram mate you cha- you know when it's like you're chasing likes you post half naked photos, you get like five, ten times the amount of likes. But nowadays, I'm just like, you know what? Like, I'm, I've actually finally gotten away from that, you know, how many likes I get kind of thing. Because like, I'll post a picture of me and you have just done a podcast, probably get like a hundred odd likes. Post a half naked picture, you know, get close to a thousand likes or whatever. Mm. And uh, it's easy to chase that and get stuck in that. It's crazy how people like, yeah. you know, it's madness, isn't it? Nowadays. Have you lost any any um, followers as well? Obviously, you're trying to provide more more value now with your posts, and then you know there's less content of you you standing there in your underwear. 
Like, do you find that you're losing followers through that, or is it is it pretty much the same? Has it stayed pretty linear and consistent, or no? Oh no, I'm losing loads of followers. I could I could be up to more towards like a hundred thousand followers. I reckon now. Obviously, I'm like fifty two thousand. I'm gaining a lot. I'm gaining loads of followers, uh, yeah. and, and now I'm gaining. Mm. After it's it's taken me ages, like you know, over the last few months since you know getting my name out there on podcasts and whatnot, and uh, the Channel Nine thing I done. I'm actually getting the right people following me now. People want to find out about fitness uh, and that they're into the podcast and all that kind of stuff. But it's taken a while, man. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm losing so many followers that my, my following staying around about this, like it is going up, but I'm, let's just say I'm gaining like an extra 20, 30 followers a week. You know, I could be gaining yeah. probably hundreds or thousands, you know what I mean? If I was just posting half naked, um, what was it called? Shirtless dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely kind of that line isn't it between like you obviously providing value for for clients and then getting a certain type of following anyway but it's you just got to stick with it i think keep providing the value you are and, and i'm sure you build from there but for me it's difficult as well because i'm trying to put like my mo- my new modeling picks out there and try and build my portfolio mm. like you say it is you're kind of you want that validation with different likes right and Rather than me putting like a little bit of content, content of what you you know what you do need to do with your eating or nutrition or, or training, and then I get like say 30, 40 likes as opposed to two hundred, three hundred likes for a for a picture of me with my abs out. So exactly, yeah, it's important for you to mix it up right now, isn't it? But uh, anyway, mate, moving on. So uh, how to discover your abs, right? Um, I I haven't even actually got a request from the audience, but I thought you know it always gets loads of traction whenever we talk about abs. So. You know, how to discover your abs and um, how to shift stubborn body fat as well. I think they both uh, fall hand in hand. How many times do you check to see if your abs are still there on a daily basis nowadays, mate? Um, no, to be honest, man, I'm a lot less than what I used to. Like, it's, uh, it has changed massively for me when I, obviously you've seen me before and I had that issue when I was pinching my lower ab quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I was a bit of an OCD in terms of like um, my body fat levels and I was always checking to see if I had low body fat percentage, which is, is a bit of an issue uh, mentally. But now I generally just check them like when I go in the shower. Yeah. There's no like lifting my shirt up in front of a mirror. Um, I know me and you used to do that in like elevators and things like that and then the gym. It's very rare that I'll do that now. It's, uh, it's definitely that switch has changed for me, like from obviously focusing mainly on aesthetics to health. Mm. Um, I'm in a better place mentally, so there is less focus on me lifting my abs up and checking them in there as I used to. How about yourself? Yeah, same, mate. So, you know, whenever I get up early hours in the morning for a pee or whatever, boom, straight to the mirror, check my abs. Uh, I would say I used to check even up to about a year or two ago. I was checking them quite a lot. But I would say I used to check at my worst, probably about literally, I don't know, I reckon we're both about the same here. It's, it's got to be at least a few times an hour, right? So we're probably looking at about 20, 30 times a day minimum. We used to look in the mirror to see if our yeah. abs are still there, right? When we were driven, as you said, mm. when we were driven by aesthetics and how we looked, right? Um, but yeah. nowadays, as you said, it's just like, because we're tuned in with yeah. all the health side of it. I don't even look like I'll, I'll look a couple of times. Uh, and right now my abs have been better anyway because I'm bulking. So uh, it's not something I'm looking at now. I'm looking at more, you know, my weaker body parts, my legs yeah. and stuff. But yeah, I don't really, like you said, we don't really look at ourselves half mm. as much now, which is a big change for us, mate. It's progress. 
And how was that like? How was that in terms of like um, obviously mentally for you when you're bulking, like you're losing that, you know, you're, you're losing the shape of your abs a little bit, not too much from what I've seen in the pictures, obviously, but there is that shift you have to make in your mind that, hey, I'm trying to build muscle, I'm going to increase my calories, I may put on a little bit of body fat. How has that transition been for you, for you lately? Because you stay relatively lean all year round, right? Yeah, that's it, mate. And to be honest, I haven't put on that much body fat, but like, yeah, for sure. Uh, I put on a few, uh, you know, a couple of percent of body fat, and yeah. it's not that noticeable, mate. It's like um, just when I've had like the other day, like mm. at the end of the day, uh, when I'd eaten loads of carbs, drank loads of water, and you know, put away like over four thousand calories. I looked and I thought, ah, you know, obviously they, I, I was, you know, when it comes to putting a picture up on Instagram, like sometimes I'll, it'll still take me like I'm not gonna lie, like thirty, forty shots, and yeah. maybe not that many, like you know, ten takes to get the right shot of my abs, and I'm just like nowadays I just took one shot the other day. And mate, even now, that's the first time I've done that in ages. I just took one shot and my abs look like the, probably the worst they've looked in ages. And I just thought, like, who, who cares? You know what I mean? Like to most people, you're in great shape. But it's just this stupid kind of like body image yeah. thing that, you know, guys have. And it's, it's like, as you've said before, it's much more prevalent in guys now, right, Drew, than, you know, just women. Yeah, man, I think with all the filters as well on, like, Instagram and stuff like that, it's, you know, I've seen people who are fitness models and in that game, um, as you had before, and they're, they're taking, like, as you said earlier, like, 30, 40 shots, or they're even, like, they're filtering the shit out of their picture, so it's so unnatural and unrealistic for anyone else looking at it that it gets ridiculous, so for you to be real, like, in, you know, and just point, you know, point, post a picture of you not at, you know, you, you're demon and not at your best. Other people will say, wow, what a fantastic physique you have. So it's just getting over those kind of, I guess, uh, psychological aspects yourself and knowing that you're not peeled like you would be during a show. Mm-hmm. But you're just being more real. And I guess with that change of following that you have, trying to add more value, then then people want to see the real you rather than you on stage where you're at your most peeled and most ripped. So so uh, props to you for that, mate. Absolutely. You put that, you put that really well, mate. And just to talk a little bit now about, you know, the listeners now and, you know, the, the bottom line is nowadays we have, you know, we have abs all year round, I think, without without trying to blow our own trumpets. I think we, we are in a position where we could talk about this now because we have abs, you know, respectable abs all year round without actually thinking about it now, right? So it's just a side effect of health, nutrition, uh, and keep, keeping ourselves in check for the, most, for the most part. But, you know, most people listening to this, most likely haven't got abs right or they they can't see fully see their abs and they're trying to i, I know for a fact probably about eight, at least 80 90 percent of people listening to this are probably thinking right how do i get my abs looking better or how do i discover my abs right now i don't know about you and i was going to ask you about childhood a little bit but when i was a kid i went through a phase when i was probably around about uh 11 12 13 where i had body fat on my stomach and i had like when I'd sit down, I remember when I used to sit down, I'd look and I'd be like, man, I've got these big rolls. And I used to have like a lot of puppy fat around my stomach. And uh, remember my stepdad's mate used to like torment me about it, you know, which is quite bad really, you know, looking back. But they didn't, don't think they meant anything by it. But maybe that's stuck in my head, you know. Maybe that's probably why a year or two later, come to think of it now, when you just realized that I was uh, pumping iron so much, you know. But, you know, for a lot of the listeners, if they have stubborn body fat in these areas, it's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny enough for me, for, for you saying that now, I remember like one of my best friends at the time, his brother actually said to me, I had like a, a shirt on, which was, I think it was an Adidas shirt, I remember it now, um, and it was, it had like little holes in it, 
Mm-hmm. I remember him like he kind of poked me in my stomach and he said like, "Is any are you you know is anyone in your family overweight or your pa- your parents are overweight or something like that?" And that was like that realization that I needed to do to to do something about it. So from that moment on. And I guess that's probably kind of stuck with me as I've grown older, like insecurities. From that moment on, I remember like I started training more. I was obviously playing sport, but started running more, like swimming, anything I could do to just drop that body fat. And like each evening I was doing like I was doing a lot of sit-ups, like push-ups, sit-ups, uh, pull-ups, that type of stuff every evening before bed. And that kind of stuck in my mind that he said that. And even now, you know, obviously certain things that happen when you're younger affect you when you're older. And, and looking back, you saying that now has kind of triggered what he said to me. And that's probably where I have certain issues that, I, you know, insecurities and issues that I have in my body now. So it's interesting you say that actually, right? Yeah, no, I just think we both just had a little bit of an epiphany there then really because that is going to be a massive driver. You know how fragile mm-hmm. the human brain is, mate, especially uh, a developing human brain, right? You know, when you're a teenager, they are, you know, we always talk about women like mm. like it is a lot more common in women or it was more common in women at least, you know, to have eating disorders and, and whatnot because they're always told they need to be skinny. Even if it's not verbally, you look at bloody, you, you turn on the TV, you look at these advertising campaigns, you go online nowadays and, you know, and... and I think it's changed a bit now because women are strong lifting weights and stuff, but it was always a woman had to look skinny, right? So they were under that pressure, but it's no different to guys, you know? I think if you get if you get told certain things like you were just saying then about, you know, your stomach and whatnot, it's obviously going to do something. But um, let's just talk a little bit, yeah, just for the listeners, you know, because I, I just remember how, frust- when I really think back now, I remember how frustrating it was. Like, and I tried, I tried thinking yesterday, you know, how would I feel now if I had like yeah. excess fat around my stomach? You know, and I was thinking, obviously, it wouldn't feel nice, right? I'd be trying to get rid of it and I'd be constantly looking at it, right? So it's easy for us to say, you know, we don't look at our abs anymore, but that's been a really long road to get there, right? Um, and let's just talk about why why we find it attractive as humans, yeah. right? You know, it's, it's for, for guys, you know, for, for women to find guys attractive, it's the waist to shoulder ratio, right? Smaller waist, wide shoulders, and also glutes as well, a guy with good bum muscles yeah. and glutes. Um, it's good signs of someone who would be able to support, you know, from an evolution, evolutionary standpoint again, who would be strong uh, and a good guy to obviously support and look after, you know, his his uh, his newborn and his, you know, his partner or whatever. So that is why people find it attractive and the same for guys to women. You know, it's the waist to hip ratio, women with a small waist and uh, well-developed glutes or, you know, childbearing hips, they like to call it. That's what guys find attractive, right? So there's there's an evolutionary reason why we find this attractive. It's yeah. not just, you know, social media, right? Yeah, definitely, mate. And uh, you know, do I've I've kind of got a cord in that. Obviously, we're talking about uh, lowering body fat percentages, and we know that for the most part, that that will give you um, more prominent abdominals, right? Um, for me, it was I was going through a, a phase where I didn't really train my abs, so like I was inherently lazy with them, um, and I would go for long periods without training them because I felt that um, I would brace them during the big lifts, like the compound lifts, squats, deadlifts, and, and my abs were exposed because of the leanness. So I kind of got away with it, um, but because of that, I've got like a poor connection with my abdominals. Like I've had um, lower back issues, issues with my hips. 
Um, so now I'm starting to make that a priority again to train my abs and train them effectively um, and train like my obliques so they become uh, stronger stabilizing muscles for those those big lifts and I have got stronger from that but it's been it's been kind of a slow process getting back into it going from being young and having that said to me and said and doing sit-ups every night to then thinking well I'm lean anyway you can see my abs I'm not going to train them and it's, it's been a big transition doing that mate so um for you are you training your abs regularly now or would you say that training abs gives you abs because one of the biggest questions i'll get asked in the gym or get approached especially by women a lot they'll say can you give me some ab exercises i want to flatten my belly when we know as trainers that there's there's a bigger scope to it and we need to make other other habitual changes to lower our body fat levels to get the abs absolutely and no pun intended there absolutely you see what i did there <laughs> um that was terrible sorry <laughs> let's move on babe. <laughs> that was awful <laughs> Yes, anyway, anyway, come on, keep it together. Keep Quickly. It together, keep it together, keep it together. Um, no, honestly, um, I put put a post, obviously, on my story the other day. I was talking about um, abs and peeling off the layers and stuff. And I was obviously, I got loads of traction. I put a blog up there and I had loads of hits on it. And I thought, that just goes to show we need to do a, an episode on this. But yeah, yeah, great point. Again, you touched upon there about peeling off the layers. You know, when it comes to, your, when it comes to exposing your abs... And I get that. I don't get it as much nowadays, but yeah, it's still common for people to say, you know, what's the best thing for me to do to get abs, you know? Um, and obviously, a lot of the time, people are carrying a little bit too much body it's fat. It's a long-winded question. Definitely, mate, definitely. Um, and there's not many people walking around, you know, for a woman, let's just say, for argument's sake, you know, generally, from what I've seen, they have to be 20% maybe under to see abdominals, you know, uh, sometimes under 15%. And even lower, mm-hmm. you know. And there's not many women walking around with with uh, body fat that low. And the same goes for guys. Generally, need to be in single figures, say 10% or under, to see really good, defined abs. So you know, it is about actually peeling off the layers of body fat, which we'll come to a bit later. But very good point because for me right now, I am really kind of neglecting abs, and I know how important it is. Um, and what I have been doing is is focusing a lot more, like you said, on obliques and the TVA. Trying to for the TVA, the transverse abdominus. For anyone listening, I actually heard this on the Mind Pump episode recently, and I thought, yeah, that's true. Imagine you're walking around on the beach, right, and you're trying to suck your stomach in. Because you, you imagine you see someone attractive on the beach, right? You try and suck your stomach in. It's naturally right. Well, me and Andrew do that anyway, right? Because of our uh, body image issues, right? <laughs> but that is the TVA you're actually switching on the transverse abdominus, which are the internal core muscles, which are responsible for supporting your lower back and lots of different, uh, you know, twisting motions. But when you really suck that belly button in towards your spine, that's your TVA you're activating. And that's what I've been trying to work more of because, um, you know, it's very important for life in general to keep that um, strong, but also for your lifts and functionality, right? So when you're doing squats, deadlifts, all those kind of movements, those internal, internal muscles need to be activated. Um, but so yeah, I'm doing more of that. But I'm, I'm kind of neglecting abs. I need to I need to do more abs. And um, you know what it's like, and the way we train, kind of like abs and calves come at the end of the session, and it gets to that point, and yeah. I'm like I'm making excuses. You know, I'm like I'm a bit tired. You know, I've got to I've got to rush off, and I'm just rushing them. But I need, especially with the show in October, I need to put more time into them because it is important, right? And training the abs properly. Definitely. Yeah, of course, mate. And like, I just, you know, what you just said there about um, training the abs, like it's at the end of the session. 
Um, I'm similar to that with like calf training. Like if I really focused on my calves, then yes, they probably would grow a little bit more, but I always leave them to the end of the session as well. So if abs are your main focus or calves are your main focus or whatever body part you want to kind of prioritize, maybe just put those at the beginning of your session or maybe just after your, your initial compound lift. So you just put more work into them and you, you have more energy at the beginning of the session. But like ultimately when you're, you obviously we're talking about um, getting your body fat levels down to, make your abs abs show more but you will make them more prominent if you train them correctly right so you were talking about transverse abdominus as different parts of the core we can work like internal obliques and things like that but um just learn to articulate the core efficiently first so it's kind of a small movement i think i learned this from uh, your previous guest uh, sal in terms of how you should efficiently work it um and it's about bringing your ribs down towards your pelvis like a small crunchy movement um, and trying to disengage your hip flexors and your lower back when you're doing that. You see a lot of people who are doing planks like in a neutral back position, but a lot of times you're feeling that through your through your lower back a little bit more. So it is when you're doing these type of movements, like um, you need to you need to learn to engage efficiently. Um, you know, and, and uh, with planks, you know, you're trying to tuck your tailbone, avoid avoid arching lower back. Uh, crunch the abs a little bit more with certain exercises such as like hanging leg raises again you're looking to raise up tuck your tailbone bring the ribs towards the pelvis rather than just focusing solely on on working your hip flexors which again can probably lead to to other um, issues with like lower back and imbalances as well so it's about effectively training them and we will probably do more exercise uh, sorry videos about this on on our youtube channel and on instagram so you have a, a better idea of how to do it efficiently absolutely and i wanted to say that as well i wanted to say that with the with the core it is the hardest muscle group to engage to actually connect to the core muscles and the abs um you know you see i i can say like 80 90 percent 90 percent of people again uh, are not actually training them properly um 100 it's so so hard to actually fully contract and connect to the abdominals same goes for the back muscles it's it's just it's just very hard so it's, it's extremely challenging for us to actually convey what we're trying to say onto a podcast uh when it comes to actually training the abs now i do have a lot of good abdominal videos on my youtube so go and check out my youtube but talking about sal from mind pump he's got an amazing video which actually went viral teach i don't know if you've seen this one teaching people how to disengage the hip flexors before actually training yeah, the abdominals yeah great video i tried it definitely works luckily my hip flexors nowadays because i stretch mm-hmm. them a lot and do the priming stuff again a shameless mind pump uh, mind pump plug some of the, the the priming movements they taught us to to you know lengthen out those tight muscles luckily um my my hip flexors don't actually get involved too much but for the average person the video sal put on there um where he's like lying down on the floor he's got his feet up on the bench I won't talk too much about it, but you should definitely go and check that out, folks, because a lot of people, especially with stuff like hanging leg raises, anything which involves yeah. leg raises, which are actually really, really effective for the abs, um, but you're not going to get that that maximum. You're not going to get the maximum results with the core if the hip flexors are compensating. So that's a big thing there, and I think uh, like weighted abdominal exercises as well, and. That's it. Yeah, but I think like a lot of people, I don't think weighted people listening to this, I don't yeah. think that should be the top of the list for them. What's your thoughts? 
yeah. even for myself, like even myself uh, coming back into to training abs more regularly, man, I don't really need to add any weight. Like I'm, especially when doing your hanging leg raises and uh, and things like that. If you're, you know, obviously your legs should be. My legs are fairly heavy, so that's weighted enough for me to to raise them up. And like if you're doing that, if again, if we we just we just talked about then that we're co- we're connecting to the abs co- like correctly. Like if you're doing them correctly, it's going to be very difficult for you to. Um, go into high reps with with your abdominal exercises anyway so if you're performing abs efficiently correctly you're doing like hanging leg leg raises um, roman chair kind of sit-ups and things like that and you're connecting to those abs you doing 10 to 15 to 20 plus reps is is extremely difficult like and and again focus on like strength training and build abs like you would any other muscle Mm, absolutely i just had a thought i got a question for you mate what do you obviously you're talking about the uh no, go on. Oh, yeah, go on. No, no, no. Carry on, mate. Carry on. You go. So Sorry. all, all nah. I was going to say, no, yeah, keep, keep that, keep that question. Hold that <laughs> This Skype is tough, isn't it, because of the delay. Now you go on. You go and say what you're going to say. Go on. Yeah. I just want to know your. Obviously, you're talking about like attractive physiques and things like that. Um, for me, like a, a thicker waist is, is is a sign of strength, right? Um, in terms of like, if you look at kind of old statues like a thick strong waist with good obliques is a sign of strength but in your realm especially the um the beginning of your career as a physique model you were in a different class where you're in a board short class um and there were a lot of guys with like tiny and you have a small waist but a lot of these guys are tiny tiny waists and a massive v, t- v taper um and you see a lot of them on instagram they're kind of promoting like these squeams and things like that mm. like what's your thoughts on that type of stuff for like core and and minimizing the size of your waist like have you got any any feedback on that like using screams yeah by scream do you mean like the waist belts or i don't think i've heard that term before to be honest scream yeah the weight the the waist belts so like yeah there's like a thing that women and men use it as well to put around their waist to to technically give them a slimmer waist yeah yeah yeah. those like yeah i went through Um, i'm not gonna lie i fell into i'm not sure if you've seen them so yeah i fell into the trap of um actually Actually, yeah, I go on. I go, I go on myself, maybe for about two or three weeks, and then I'd done some research and thought, ah, oh, it was a waste of money. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. I fell into the trap because obviously doing men's physique, you know what I mean. You mm-hmm. want every every little edge you can get, but just for the listeners, right? Because there's still a lot of myths out there, and I'm sure some of them will still be seeing, especially women, uh, female Insta famous people posting how squats, deadlifts, uh, weighted abdominal exercises, how they thicken your waist, right? Now, what I would like to say is, like, firstly. If you were to build muscle on your yeah. core muscles by using weight, or if you're doing heavy squats and deadlifts, and as you said, if you technically build a, a, a thicker waist, right? How much, seriously, how much muscle are you really going to gain around your waist, right, for a start? Like, if you were to gain, like, a few millimeters or centimeters around your waist, that would be a job. Good luck with that, right? And even, and, and do you know what? If you do, what will happen then is, is something I wanted yeah. to come to anyway, is the illusion with aesthetics, right? So... When you actually, firstly, when you build muscle and you develop your abs, just it's no different to any other muscle group, right? It's going to become more visible. They're going to look better, right? Because they're going to be more detailed. And your waist is actually going to look smaller because you've got more prominent abs. So even if you were to build, like, it's unlikely you're going to build much around your waist anyway, right? But if, even if you were, you're still going to look much, much better. So ignore all that bullshit, right? All that BS. And that is another thing I'd like to say as well is um, when it comes to the waist and um, if you, if you you know, firstly, obviously, as we've talked about before, when it comes to 
peeling off the layers. You need to focus on calorie control, you know, and actually um, losing body fat, right? So one way or another, you can create a calorie deficit by moving more. We won't go too much into this, but, you know, if you're listening to this now and you're not really well-versed when it comes to controlling calories and nutrition, just get off your ass and walk more, uh, increase your daily steps, get yourself a Fitbit, try and hit at least 10,000 steps a day. That's going to help you, you know, feel better and potentially lose body fat. So to actually lose body fat, you need to create a calorie deficit one way or another. And you can also do that from tracking your calories and whatnot. Um, but that's when me and Andrew come in handy because obviously we're going to, we're now, we've opened up a few slots for uh, online coaching and um, obviously that's what we're going to be doing because whenever we do help people online, it's primarily with nutrition. So that's that's where people really need help with. So that is what is going to really be the main big rock for you is, is dialing that in to actually make your abs visible. But all this stuff we're talking about now is also very important. So I was just saying about the illusion. When you build, you know this end, right? Um, when you build, white, like I haven't got a very small waist, right? In comparison to some of those physique athletes, like even on stage, like right now my waist is like 34 inches. When I'm on stage, my waist comes down to about 31, 31 and a half. Whereas some of those guys have got like... Um, like a, a female's waist, basically. It's like a 26-inch waist. You know what I mean? It's, it's ridiculous. It actually looks pretty freaky, right? So, obviously... That's, when you, that's when genetics you, again, right? Genetics as well, yeah. But when you build wider shoulders, and for a woman, women can build wider shoulders as well to make their waist look smaller. But obviously, for the glutes. When they build their glutes, um, and, you know, especially the side glutes as well, the glute medius and around that area on the sides of the hips, it's going to give the illusion that your waist is smaller. And I'll obviously, I'll obviously, a lot of these bikini girl athletes have boob jobs, yeah? Most of them do have, um, you know, boob jobs, which again, give the illusion that your waist is smaller. So it's it's creating the illusion as well, right? So, you know, with me, I've got, luckily, I, my upper body response quite fast. So um, when I've really focused on building my deltoids and my shoulders and adding width lats, um, it gave the illusion that my waist is a lot smaller than what it is. So... Nice man. That's it. And and again, like obviously you you discussing waist and stuff like that. There, if you have like good looking obliques, then it's again it's going to give that illusion that you are you have a smaller waist. Plus, you're going to look a lot stronger. Um, and just talk, taking back to like squeams and belts and things like that. I've seen people on a video earlier doing like everything with a belt on and. I understand like if you're a powerlifter and you need a competition you want to lift heavy but other than that it's taken away from you actually engaging like your abdominals and your core um so try not to use that too often um especially if you're looking to build a nice strong core um exercises as we said if you want more prominent abs like exercises i would uh say to do would be like um like a simple reverse crunch uh, on a bench, just tucking your tailbone under. As we said earlier, hanging le- leg raises done correctly um, for obliques, strong obliques, and to help with stabilizing muscles for some of your bigger compound lifts. I'd probably go for like some chopping movements, uh, like uh, half knee and chop, side chops, maybe some carries, things like that. Um, but again, just focusing on doing them, doing them correctly, deactivating your hip flexors and your lower back, uh, and stabilizing yourself efficiently. That's it. Absolutely. And I think what I was going to say earlier was I was, I'll put a short video up actually on YouTube. I'll just keep it simple and use some. Oh, there we are. Um, you're back. Anyway, I was just saying they kind of cut a little bit there. So sorry. Sorry about that to the listeners. Okay. Uh, I was just saying a lot of the stuff we've created for the website, 
we've created the whole massive exercise library for people to access once it's live, which hopefully should be next month. I'll just put a few of our favorite ab exercises that we've done tutorials on, short videos, 30 seconds each really, put them together onto a YouTube video. So yeah, for the listeners, I forgot to mention that as well. We actually have started recording the videos of these interviews as well, which uh, are going to be posted on YouTube. So go and subscribe to my channel. I'm most likely going to change this channel to optimize your body. But for now, it's Martin Silver Fitness. Go and subscribe to my YouTube channel because uh, there's lots of great content on there for the abs and all sorts. And yes, um, obviously this podcast interview is going to be on there as well. So uh, if you want to, if you want to see um, a pair of chumps talking shit, then uh, crack on. But yeah, so that's that really. Um, and I've kind of lost track of what I was saying. <laughs> so obviously we're talking about uh, uh, dropping body fat and having your abs looking more prominent. So like, how would you get rid of, I guess, the stubborn body fat? is what you were talking about at uh, the beginning of the podcast, right, Mark? Yep. So, ultimately, is this, are we talking about, like, preparing for a show or shoot, or are we just talking nah, about just, vacation? Just, just, just for the average person, yeah, just for the average person, vacation and whatever. Right. So, it depends, really, how lean you want to get, right? I think that, you know, um, and you can ask yourself, um, question yourself why you want to do it as well. Like, if you're looking to try and get into single-digit body fats then it, it can be like it can require a lot of dedication um and a lot of sacrifice so depending on how lean you want to get um you know it's for me it's like if you're going on vacation just like you said there like i think i believe that like time is probably of the utmost importance anyway like as i told you i think you you may have a wedding to go to in turkey before a show uh, that you do in October, right? So no, I'm not doing that you, now because we're doing the stag do, right? So I'm, I'm not doing that. But right, yeah, okay. I want to so, be lean. So, I want to be lean to stand next to you, Andrew, in uh, in in, in uh, Malta. I'm I'm I'm, I'm start I've shred, I'm started cutting already for that because my insecurities. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you want to get ready as early as possible. So if you do have like we got a stag do coming up, like if possible, try and get as lean as you can with with. Um, a few weeks to spare so it allows you more time then to make adjustments easily rather than rushing towards the end and throwing everything in your basket um, if you get ready a week before then you're not going to sacrifice a high percentage trying to get five percent better in terms of your physique right mm. um, so if you're you know what would you say on it Marty? you absolutely you yeah, any- yeah. I mean yeah that, that's the thing like you know when it comes to getting if you're listening to this and you want to get down to super low body fat figures and you want to be shredded which I'm sure a lot of the guys listening do want that based on the, the messages I've had so you know you've got to ask yourself firstly like Andrew said why you want to do it right because like it sounds a bit woo woo right but uh, I can guarantee you when you get there uh, if you were to get into single digit body fat figures which is bloody low by the way you're going to look pretty shredded if you're under 10% most of the time What's going to happen then is you're going to be looking at the next thing. Then, oh, how can I make this part bigger? Or how can I do this? How can I do that? It's it's kind of a it's kind of a never-ending road. But um, what I was going to say say to that is, you know, it's you've got to you've got to really check yourself in terms of like you need to focus on on the other stuff. Really, um, you've got to take your, your focus away. I know it's it's hard to say, but you really have got to try your best to switch your focus. You, you're still going to be looking if you if you're looking to you know develop abs and you want to see. You know, you want to you want to make the waistline smaller or wherever your goals are. You're always going to be looking for it. That's natural. But when you start really putting your energy into focusing on your performance in the gym and like building your strength, connecting to your core muscles in the gym and really focusing on uh, connecting to each body part, really, 
um, and, and focusing on your energy levels and like just drinking enough water and, and just being more aware of, of everything related to health because that's how Andrew and I have got to where we are now in terms of our physique and our wellness is just from really switching our attention and I'm going to shout them out again uh, Mind Pump because uh, they were the game changers for us Mind, Mind Pump Media podcast uh, completely helped us although it's a lot of the stuff they talk about as we've said we already kind of knew a lot of it um, they were just bringing it to the light and um, and giving us more detail on, on their, their story and stuff and, and we can relate to a lot of their, their struggles as well um, you know because from what I've seen people who get to the level uh, we're at and, and, and a lot of these people online who are actually killing it you know people who are like Mind Pump who are gen- genuinely fit healthy people with well-balanced lifestyles and they also look great as a side effect uh they've normally gone through some sort of struggle uh with with food body image uh and and that's you know that's guys as well guys and women across the board so and and just but just do realize that as you get leaner you are gonna have to be like a little bit more disciplined and, and more diligent with like i guess i would personally track my calories if I'm looking to get as shredded as possible. Like to do it without tracking is going to be very difficult. Um, so there's, there's definitely going to be less room for error with that. Like now, when I'm not preparing for anything, I will allow certain things in my diet that I wouldn't necessarily allow when I'm trying to get a bit leaner, like maybe having a little bit of extra peanut butter without tracking or extra calories here and there without tracking. Um, so when you're dialed in, you are going to have to be on top of your game, really. And then when you get down to those low digits, um, you will see, you'll start to notice every little change in your body, right? And you will start to 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 realize that with every little mistake you make, you will you might you might look slightly different. There we go. Um, you have to take that into account, right? And Absolutely. Um, you can't really get away with what you normally would get away with, depending on how you want to look. Like you can quite easily achieve like a great. What are you now, Martin? What would you say you are in terms of body fat? Body fat. Oh, look. If I, if I, it depends. If I do it on the Dexter scanner, so a proper, which a lot of people say they're lower than they are, right? Because they use the calipers mm. and whatnot. But if I use yeah. a Dexter scanner now, then I probably would be, I'm guessing, probably around about 13 percent on the Dexter scanner. But if I was to do the so skin that- fold, you know what I mean? Like if I was to pinch my skin, I'd probably be down at about seven or eight percent so it's yeah so like it, uh, that you know you're allowed you're you're allowing yourself more calories at the moment plus you're doing less activity right and you, you know mm. so you're still looking a lot better than a lot of people might going on vacation so it depends how far you want to push yourself like if you want to keep yourself around 10 to 12 percent body fat then it's going to be a lot easier than it would be getting under 10 and dialing yourself into those low figures like six or five so mm. just have a you know check yourself on that one and see how far you want to take it um ultimately you can start decreasing your calories and things like that by making switching food choices and not necessarily tracking mm. like i said if you are looking to get really dialed in then it's probably important to weigh and measure your food to get yourself down to those lower figures definitely and that's a, that's a great way to end it i think there mate and uh, i'm running out of time anyway but i oh, really i've got lots more to say on this but we're good <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's plenty, mate. And I just wanted to wrap it up with, you know, when it comes to people listening now, I can imagine like people are like, okay, I'm, I'll start tracking, but then what? You know what I mean? Like people who are starting from scratch and they haven't got that guidance, yes, they can start tracking and it does make them more aware and it's a great tool. 
Um, but you, you know, you need to be consistent with it because a lot of people kind of get they kind of lose interest uh, after a few days. They've tracked and they've gone over on a weekend, which is what most of us do, including us and Andrew on calories. You eat a bit too much, then you get disheartened, then you don't track, and then you just lose interest. You know, um, but you know, give us a shout because we'll help you. That's what we're here for. You know, we're looking to to push more into the online space, uh, coaching space again now. So, you know, we're, we're, we'll be pretty meticulous with it because there's a lot to learn in terms of like what, I've, what I will be doing. Like in the, in the past, I, I'm not going to lie when it comes to doing online coaching. Uh, I wasn't as educated. And I, I, like now, I will be getting people to weigh every day to start off with. I don't know about you, Anne, but just because the fluctuations in weight with sodium, carbohydrates, uh, how much water you drank. You know, you could, you could drink an extra two pints of water in a day and you could jump on the scales the next day and be half a kilo to a kilo heavier, you know. So tracking your water yeah. as well is very important. So, you know, it's, 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 not, it's not hard, but it is simple. Uh, however, a lot of people will benefit from our guidance, I think. Yeah, and I think, again, like coming back to that fact, like weight loss doesn't necessarily correlate with fat loss. Like anyone can lose weight. You can go in the sauna, lose some pounds. You can... Uh, take diuretics, lose some pounds. You could starve yourself, lose some pounds, but that doesn't mean you're losing body fat. And unfortunately, in this business, like people are so desperate to lose weight that they will go to any measures to do that. Um, and there's even people listening to my what I just pointed out there and said, "Oh, diuretics will help me lose weight." Well, I'll start taking them now. No, it does not correlate to fat loss. Like, take your time over it, start early, and then you will drop body fat by reducing certain factors such as uh, calorie control, um, increasing your movement, um, adding in certain changes when you're looking to get leaner. I think, like, the mistake people make, especially when they, they are looking to go away on vacation, they throw all their eggs in one basket too soon. They start initially by doing a shit ton of cardio, right? They train five, six days a week, and they lower their calories to the bare minimum, bare minimum. And then when they hit a plateau, they have no tools to use. So if you do it nice and slowly, then when you do hit a plateau, you can maybe add in um, some extra steps that may put you in more of a deficit, or you can lower your cows, your calories from maybe fats and carbs. That will then give you that extra edge or that extra um, decrease in body fat percentage. Maybe in the last few weeks, if you're not quite there, you can then add in like high intensity interval training when your steps are already too high and unachievable. So start like hold back initially and then start adding in these tools when you hit a plateau and then that's going to help you achieve those goals much easier. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just wanted to say like, I'm not, I'm not genuinely, we're not here to try and sell you stuff. I'm just saying that is, uh, you know, what, what we're looking to do is to help people online now. Right. So it's, it's just an option for you. If you wanted to reach out and, uh, and inquire about it, that's fine. But look, we're here to give you free content, right? So we're going to keep pumping out these podcasts. We're looking to get more video content. So just just stay with us and just try and apply some of the stuff we're telling you. You know, uh, we really do want to help people. We're here to we're here to help. You know, we're not here. You know, um, we're not we're not making any money off these podcasts. We just enjoy uh, having a chat and getting the message, getting the right message out there to you guys. And as I was saying about weighing every day and stuff like that. What go on? Mate, I'm literally running out of time now. This you have to make it quick. I've got like thirty. We're just making money off uh, underwear changes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it. Dick pics. Um, oh, yeah. We're just making money out of uh, out of underwear changes online instead. So. That's it exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, um, so muscle, we can give muscle, you free content. We we'll take them on for the team. Muscle worship, and uh, but yeah, but by the way, in every day as well, don't try that at home, right? I was just saying that's an extreme version yes. of like what I would do with a client. I wouldn't do it with every client, obviously, because some, especially women, some women get um, you know screws their head up when they're weighing themselves, you know, even once a week, let alone once a day. But in terms of you losing body fat the weights does give us a direct indication as to whether or not you're in a calorie deficit. So it is important. But as Andrew was saying then, it's not something you really want to focus on. If you want to make those first steps, start tracking your calories. Uh, and, and that's the first step, simple as that. And that's, that's and, and movement. Like those two things are game changers anyway. So just keep it simple. And we're going to have to wrap it up there, mate. So I've got a, I've got a client in 13 minutes time. But thanks, mate. That yep. was uh, awesome, awesome information there. Okay, sorry about that. That's all right, mate. No, it was great. No worries, mate. Cheers, brother. We can uh, probably talk about that once again. All good, bro. Cheers, man. Speak to you in a bit. All right. Thank you, mate. All right, mate. Bye-bye.